Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. On today's Saturday News, Roman fires Heyman. We've got new info on WWE contracts. Darby and Cora shoot from the hip on Twitter. And we've got some details about the AW Owen Hart Cup. Are you ready? Are you ready for the news time? Yes, my name is Phil Chambers and I'm joined by Gareth Morgan and Salty Sea Dog, of course, to talk all things wrestling. Uh, but make sure you subscribe to the channel, like the video, comment down below what you think of all of today's news stories and links to each story is in the description. So click the timestamps and off you go. But first up, Gareth, what have we got? We got to talk about a certain tribal chief doing very, not reckless things, but just lashing out a little bit because yeah. obviously he wasn't on SmackDown last week. He was, he was off, in kayfabe terms, he was off doing a Samoan boot camp to get ready for his match against Brock Lesnar. So he came back this week and obviously seen or at least heard what had gone down with Heyman with Lesnar. Like he pretty much like went through the greatest hits with Lesnar at one point last week. He wasn't very happy about it. And he started asking him again. He was like, did you know about SummerSlam? Did you know about his suspension being lifted and Madison Square Garden and all these different things? And Heyman was like, oh, no, no, I'm sorry. And he said, I'm only doing what I'm doing right now. All this stuff, I'm only doing it to protect you from Brock Lesnar. And that, that was a big old cardinal sin that then resulted in Roman Reigns hugging Paul Heyman. We're like, okay, they're just going have a nice moment. And they said, sorry, Paul, you're fired. Punched him in the face. Big Superman punch, then set him up for a concerto, but then Mr. Lesnar's music popped up. He'd, he'd come out of a limousine at one point, like, last night, and that was the big shocking twist. Like, Paul Heyman was waiting for Roman, but then Lesnar turned up, and everyone was like, oh, they have a And then he came down to the ring, he battered the Usos, he battered Roman, and we've got a nice bit of spice, bit of sauce to add to this big old day one main event thing that's going to go down between Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar for the Universal Championship. Now it's looking like Paul Heyman's going to be in Brock Lesnar's corner. Or is this just a massive swerve and a way to get under, like, well, behind enemy lines with Brock Lesnar, make him trust Paul Heyman, then they throw a big swerve again at day one. I may be overthinking this. It's a Saturday morning. My brain is melting. You never know, though. You never know. Uh, I did really like this, though. I like the way they both played it off. Like, there was no hugging and embracing. He's like, thank you for all your years of service, but you're fired. And then the way he just kind of turned around and poor Paul Heyman was just kind of stood there like, woo, like just waiting for the Superman punch to hit him. Like, what's happening? I don't know what's happening. They both played it off really well. Uh, but yeah, shot in the arm for this feud. I would have to wait and see where it goes. I assume Paul Heyman's going to rejoin with Brock Lesnar, but maybe Brock Lesnar doesn't want him anymore. Maybe he's just been toying with them both, uh, especially since Lesnar's like full on face now. And I am loving Farmer Lesnar. It's absolutely fantastic. Um, 
so yeah, we'll have to wait and see where this goes. Is Brock, is Brock just playing with them? Has Heyman rejoined? Is it all a weird little master plan of Roman Reigns all along? You're just gonna have to watch to find out. Next up, we have some new info on WWE contracts. Now this is a little interesting note about them coming from the Wrestling Observer newsletter. And he has a quote from someone identified as a key player within the WWE system. Um, so it came as kind of part of a write-up about Kevin Owens' new contract. Obviously, we've reported that uh, he's re-signed with WWE. He's got like a three-year deal with a no-cut clause, supposedly, protecting him from WWE ending the contract early. Um, but Meltzer's source about this deal, uh, they've kind of confirmed about the sort of two to three million dollar range uh, of the kind of the number, the how much the contract is worth per year. Um, but they've got a little quote from him about the contract specifically. And they say uh, that it's in line with what I heard talking about the sort of money deal of it. Uh, someone in his position who can come in and out of the main events up a mid card will make that level at this time, but he won't get the 90 day clause waived. He wasn't going to get more money. The two to three million a year range is so blinding to people that they sign, not realizing it's just a 90 day contract that renews every day at WWE's sole discretion. It's how they got Wyndham Rotunda. He was going to get three mil for a three year term. Uh, WWE wanted a five year term. He held off on the three year and then they itched it towards four years and then he jumped at it. But still, at the end of the day, it's still just a 90 day contract that he was on. And with the higher number, uh, it takes less and less for WWE to trigger that release uh, if they feel like things aren't going their way, basically. So these contracts, they may sound long term, and they may have big fancy numbers in there that people get blinded by, but they are definitely not long-term for WWE and seem very precarious for the talents. I guess contracts is uh, a very loose term over there in WWE. Yeah, and it's quite disheartening to hear when you when you hear Kevin Owens' reasons for signing in particular, because that's the big story right now, the big, yeah. big buzzworthy thing. And um, he, he pretty much said that he, he chose to sign back on with WWE because of his family. He wants to look after his family, feels like he's part of the furniture, feels loyal to the company right now. And then to hear this, which it's not necessarily something massively breaking news, it's something we all pretty much suspected anyway, but to to pretty much hear it in writing that, yeah, this is a day-to-day thing that WWE could pull the trigger on at any point just to like let go of KO and like like they did similarly with the Braun Strowman he was higher yeah, up I was going to say the exactly the same situation of... he will have been on a big money contract probably blinded by it thinking he's got all these years to, years to go and then all of a sudden nope the turn down you get out <laughs> you may think it makes you more expendable because if they suddenly do decide okay you're not worth the money yeah suddenly taking that big expense off the, the overall like wage packet whatever it is looks even better it's like oh look at how much money we've just saved so it's a real catch-22, this, and I've, I, I'm, I'm concerned for KO, but hey, at least he's got options if things ever do hit the fan. He's got, mm-hmm. a, got a nice little All Elite option down there. But speaking of the world of All Elite, uh, one particular person uh, from this this massive competition, we're going to call it that, to WWE, uh, one of the four pillars, many have said, Darby Allen uh, took to Twitter, I think I believe it was last night, and somebody said something about, oh, well, how would you feel about a skateboarding match one day with NXT 2.0's Cora J. Because obviously Cora J right now has got like a skateboarder, skater girl gimmick thing going down on the Multicolor brand. And uh, Darby Allen's also got his own skateboarding thing where he just chooses to kill himself on it. And he responded to this by saying, skating is a huge part of my life, not a fake character for TV. Lol. So 
yeah, shots fired straight away there. Bit, bit unnecessary, some could say. Bit unnecessary. Yeah, and bit Jade saw this and Big also felt the same way. Yeah, she, <laughs> she, she, she pulled out her rifles, her shooting rifles, and she, I'm not sure if she quote tweeted or if she just tweeted out in general. Um, she said, being a good person with no abuse allegations against me is a huge part of my life and not just the character I play on TV. She refrained from putting lol because it was not a laughing matter. It was a serious burn. And Cora then, wow. obviously, she was referring to the allegations that were made against Darby during the whole, like, speaking out stuff that happened last year. And this is because indie worker Holly Cromwell had accused him of physical and sexual abuse. And it's also worth mentioning that Jade once tagged uh, with Cromwell on the independent circuit before she, like, jumped into WWE. So, obviously, there's, there's a connection upon there. And um, it's it's an odd one because both people did decide to delete the tweets after they sent them out. So, it's not it's not been made known whether they actually spoke about it in private and said, well, it's probably not the best look to have this out there. Let's just talk about it, like, ourselves or if they both just individually said no no not a good look this we're just gonna take it off but for me Cora Jade's come out of this smell like absolute roses she's like conducted herself really well in this and the, the internet in general just seems to kind of coincide with that Darby what were you thinking dude like it's just not a <laughs> not 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 the you, you weren't gonna win in this situation and Cora's just yeah absolutely fired off Brilliant. I love this so much. Darby just thought he could have a little pop there on Twitter and get a, get a few little internet points. And then there she is with a bloody shotgun shooting him in the face with internet points. Uh, huge fan of this. Cora Jade's reply to it was absolutely perfect. Absolutely spot on. Uh, like measured, but just like, just perfect. It was, it was really good. It's a shame she had to delete it for whatever reasons. Um, but yeah, she's come off of this 100% looking like the winner, and it's hilarious, and suck it, Darby Allen, I guess. <laughs> Most over baby face in NXT. There you go, right Yeah, up. 100%. Massive Cora Jade fan from now on. Um, so yeah, moving over, KS staying with AEW a bit, I guess. Uh, they announced on Rampage that two, uh, that there will be two Owen Hart Cup tournaments, one for the men, one for the women, and that they will both kick off in May of 2022. Uh, so they're going big with this Owen Hart Cup thing that they're going to have. Uh, both of the finals as well are going to be held at Double or Nothing, uh, with the trophies being presented by Martha Hart on the show. And it's all going to be co-promoted with the Owen Hart Foundation uh, charity. And it all just seems like a really, really bloody lovely way to pay tribute to Owen Hart. It seems like as well they're really not rushing this. They're sort of setting it in, they're just doing it slowly, and it looks like they're going to do it right. Um, uh, there's apparently going to be more info about it on Dynamite next week, so we might see some opening brackets or maybe more info on how the tournament's going to work, whether it's like a week-to-week thing or what's going to happen there. And yeah, like I say, it's just a lovely way to pay tribute to Owen Hart. It all seems to be going well. And yeah, they're just taking the time with it, and it should be interesting to see what they what they do with it. Yeah, it is quite refreshing. I think we've been conditioned up to this point that whenever a tournament is announced, like it needs to happen today or yesterday, what's happening? Like it just kind of yeah. comes out there, and then within a week, it's it started up. But with AW, it just it just feel like I think with the TBS tournament and this one in particular, it's they just they just sat back and gone, no, no, we'll do it at our own pace, and we'll get this so. Everyone gets like the time to shine. It gets the, the right amount of hype. It gets people's attention. The, the word of mouth already with this tournament, people get, oh my God, when's this thing going to happen? So when it actually does finally land, it's going to have a lot of lot of hype behind it, which it needs. It deserves this kind of uh, this legacy tournament that's going to happen. So yeah. yeah, very much looking forward to it. Great move. And I, I kind of want it to be double or nothing by now. What's going on? We've still got another pay-per-view <laughs> before that. It's madness. It is good. No, I like it. I hope, kind of hope they do something a little bit different with it. Maybe make it like a, a mix of a sort of G1 style points 
tournament with like a final playoffs or something kind of thing. I think that would be kind of an interesting and new way of, uh, way of doing it, but we're just going to have to wait and find out. I love it. Um, but we're going to move over to your Twitter questions. And speaking of the Owen Hart Cup tournament, we have a question from the Brazilian Air on Twitter. Uh, he says, Morning Legends, first off, thank you for being you. You're most welcome. Uh, and he goes on to say, after the announcement on Rampage, who are your top picks for the inaugural winners of the Owen Hart Cup, male and female? And he's got a picture of Shorty. Lovely dog. Oh, Lovely dog. Very cute. Very cute. Um, I think it's it, these. It's a tough one for the either one because you can either go for the, the technical workhorse, which feels like a real salute to Owen Hart. You just go for a rising star prospect who could use the win. And for me, I'm going to go for the latter. Uh, for the men's side, I'm going to go for Wardlow. And for the women's side, I'm probably going to go in a similar vein and I'm going to go Taekwondo because I want to see it just judo throw everyone into oblivion. Nice. Uh, yeah, we were talking about this just before the news video started and we somehow got to Wardlow versus MJF in the finals. And MJF, uh, like, just saying, like, oh, yeah, you throw it for me, like, lie down or whatever. And then that's when F- Wardlow finally turns on him and absolutely destroys him in the finals and wins. 100% be up for that now. I was going to say, like, a Dante Martin or a Jungle Boy or something, like a good young face. Uh, but I think that Wardlow thing is perfect. It works. I like it. So I'm going to go with Wardlow, too. Uh, but I'm going to go with Thunder Rosa for the women, just because I think they should give Thunder Rosa absolutely everything. Because I love her. She's great. Yeah. Oh, no, I'll be, I'll be here for that as well. Yeah, love Thunder Rosa. <laughs> Uh, next question also about AEW comes from It's Mel D on Twitter. How far do you think the House of Black will go in AEW once it's officially revealed that Brody King, just speculating it's him, but fairly sure it is, was the one who was initiated during that promo on Dynamite? It can go as far as it needs to go at this point because if, if you look at Malachi Black, he's just a, he's similar to you look at a Bray Wyatt that will win the Rotunda where it's just a bottomless pit of creativity and you feel like he's going to keep evolving this gimmick and keep adding new elements to it and you get people like Brody King coming in there as well just to reinforce him. I think we could have a real dynasty stable. I know obviously AEW is the land of stables, there's too many stables apparently. But I think this one, it's got something different. It's got a supernatural element, which is so hard to pull off in modern wrestling because we're just a cynical bunch nowadays. And I think they're doing it brilliantly right now. I think the, the venom spitting in Julia Hart's face, like things like that, the mist, I think like that worked again. Added another just despicable layer to the Malachi Black character. And I just, I'm curious to see where this ends. If he does eventually go after a world title or something like that. I think he's definitely been strongly positioned still like he's not necessarily picked up any serious losses or like like really damaging losses I'd say up to this point so we'll see we'll see where it goes but I'd like I'd like to think it could culminate in a massive world title win and then just this demonic stable just running roughshod over AW for a couple of months yeah would be quite good um yeah, I'm game for this going a bit further. I was trying to think of like names of people that you could bring in, and I'm not entirely sure who they could add to this mix at this minute, but Brody King seems to make the most amount of sense. I kind of hope they keep it as just a tag team for a little bit, and then after they've done like a sort of six-month run as a tag team or something, then introduce someone new, and then go on a run with those three, maybe a trio's run or something, and then introduce someone new, and then like elevate Malachi Black up to the uh, sort of top roster position of the stable kind of thing maybe just just slowly grow it rather than checking loads of people in right at the very beginning um i think you should throw abaddon in there personally it's just yeah, there you go it why not be a brilliant new element throw into that i would be game for that region. as well uh but yeah hopefully it does well because malachi black's been hit and miss i guess on aw so far with the stories he's had some of it's been great like the cody stuff at the beginning was really fun uh and other bits have just been a bit 
okay, I guess. Um, yeah, really. Yeah, so hopefully it's something he can get his teeth into and like actually start something. And I'm fine with them having more stables. More stables, the better for me. Um, but the final question comes from number four at <laughs> uh, on Twitter. Just says number four. Uh, do you think GCW will continue this winning streak through 2022? I hope so because more competition and more. Like I think we said this the other week, more variety in wrestling just always a good thing. And I think right now the, the hype that GC that we has around it and the, the people that they've got constantly popping up and just causing chaos is is it's getting attention on the independence again, which is obviously with what's happened over the last year or so, it's been absolutely wrecked and yeah. it, 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 it's been on its knees. So. Seeing, seeing promotions like this finally get a bit more buzz around them again, I'm always going to be for this. I think it helps everyone involved. Yeah, I think between WWE hiring everyone they possibly could, sort of back in 2018, 2019, and then AEW starting, and then COVID happening, like the independence has had a huge hit in terms of the amount of uh, talent available and the amount of shows going on and things like that. Um, but now hopefully, like it's... <laughs> Whoa, calm down. Salty doesn't like independent wrestling. Um, (laughs) Corporate all the way. Be quiet. (laughs) Calm down. It's just the postman. Stop being such a cliche. So yeah, uh, one of the kind of silver linings, I guess, of WWE releasing so many people is that there's now a massive talent pool available there for the independent wrestling. And I think in 2022, hopefully we'll see a big explosion again in independent wrestling and the sort of scene will be uh, solid and have lots of talent and there's going to be some exciting stuff going on. Plenty of people with chips on their shoulders going off to try and prove something in the independence. And hopefully like GCW is a big part of that with like the kind of the king of the independence at the minute. And uh, also on this line, we've got a cheap plug. We're interviewing Matt Cardona on Tuesday next week. So that will be out at some point next week on the channel where we will no doubt talk about his running GCW which has been fantastic I must say <laughs> and all of his time in developmental over in that, that big company in Stanford love it he's on a roll um, but that is it for the news video thank you very much for joining us if you want you can follow us over on Twitter you can follow me at Chambers, and you can follow Gareth at gmorgan04 and you can follow Salty Sea Dog at Fill My Chambers because it's pretty much just pictures of him, let's face it. Uh, and you can follow all of us at World Culture WWE. Uh, make sure you subscribe to the channel, like the video, comment down below what you think of all of today's stories and ups and downs for Rampage and SmackDown are coming up later on today. So make sure you check those out. And we've got more quizzes. So watch all the quizzes. We've got Wrestling Chase and we've got uh, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? That's just going up. Go watch that too because it's really fun. And um, more Wrestling Chase is coming next week possibly as well so exciting things Uh, make sure you click on them all because it's all good Uh, but most importantly this is my last news video of the year so have yourselves a lovely Christmas have yourselves a lovely new year and I will catch you on the flip side as they say exactly merry new year everyone yeah bye now (laughs) god bless us everyone hi I'm Daniel founder of pretty litter did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.